Welcome to the Social Housing Podcast from Voicecape, the only podcast dedicated to helping social landlords build sustainable tenancies. During this series of podcasts, we'll be speaking to leaders from the social housing sector and beyond, hopefully challenging the status quo a little bit, and also stimulating discussion around how technology can be better utilised to help build sustainable tenancies. I'm your host, John Doyle, the Chief Exec and Founder of VoiceGate. On today's episode, we're going to be joined by Mark Simmons and Jeanette Savage of Middlesbrough Council, exploring how the VoiceGate collection service has supported their Revs and Bens collection journey this year. I'm Peter Hudson, the Sales Director at VoiceGate, and I'll be your host today. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. So Mark, can you tell me a bit about the challenges that Middlesbrough Council faced collecting tax during the recent pandemic? Yeah, it, it was a really difficult time for us, really. Um, there were no courts. The courts needed to close due to having no face-to-face interaction. So for us, there was really no end game to our collection process. Um, our front of house was also closed, so there was no ability for customers to pay by cash or engage with us face-to-face. And I think when your process doesn't have any consequence at the end of it, it's really, a, really, really hard to enforce the tax. Um, we quite quickly saw that during the pandemic last year, for various reasons, we had quite a lot more charge payers who, d- who defaulted on council tax. Some of those were for the first time that they'd ever, ever defaulted. So it was really a challenge for us. And, and really, um, we, we, the first thing we did is, is how can we get around this under the circumstances that we were in? Yeah, absolutely. Sounds, um, sounds like a very challenging time. And Jeanette, can you just put that into a bit of context? Could you tell me a bit more about the town of Middlesbrough and you know, the challenges that that poses to, to collections? Yeah, sure, um, Peter. I mean, uh, as with most local authorities, um, we all f- face our, our number of challenges in various different ways. Um, Middlesbrough is, is a town, um, but unfortunately, it's probably one that, uh, that sits probably toward the bottom end of the league tables in terms of deprivation. So with it comes a number of different sorts of challenges and things such as um, how we communicate with customers in regards to those sorts of scenarios and situations mean that we have to start to think about the attributes that work better for those types of clients than than potentially um, some that can engage on different sorts of levels. So in in real terms, what that means is we're constantly having to reconsider how we um, work with our residents and our businesses to get the best possible results, giving weight to a number of factors that the town has to contend with. Some of them, some of them are similar to other local authorities. Some are a little bit different because of the nature of the fact that we are a deprived area. Absolutely. So it sounds like you've had to be um, a little bit innovative in your approach there. So Jeanette, you know, what's your background and how do you think that this has potentially influenced your approach to uh, collections at Middlesbrough Council? Well, my background's quite extensive, to be fair. So I've always worked in, in areas that have some element of resident-based activities. And some of it is also from the fact that I've held um, different roles. So with that, you bring various different skills and knowledges that you can utilise elsewhere. And the one thing with with Middlesbrough is they, they do like to try new things, invigorate, influence and support opportunities. And as such, that's allowed us to be quite innovative with the way that we consider how we 
implement solutions and the sorts of solutions that we want to trial. And this particular product was one of those um, opportunities that we had where it was different. It was something we were considering and it was something where we'd worked with, say, other, other providers, for instance, the housing sector, which is where this idea came about. And we saw the, the common themes, that golden thread, I suppose, that suggested that this would be something that we could integrate as part of our delivery model. And that formed the basis of what that would do for us as a revenues and benefits service. But not only that, um, where there is a common strand here, which we, we regard as being the resident, this, this particular product allows us to utilise certain different approaches with that same client group for different sorts of disciplines. So it became something almost of an opportunity that we could see that would move from, well, I suppose, from a revenues and benefits perspective to more of a corporate solution. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, it sounds like, you know, with, with revenue and benefits collections being such an important part of the authority's um, day-to-day operations in a very tough, challenging environment, in a, one of, as in your words, one of the most deprived um, areas in the, um, in the country, how does revenue collection fit within your welfare strategy, support solutions, and generally putting the needs of the residents first? Well, to some degree, there's, there's ways and means that we, we, we have to collect money. I mean, that's, that's the nature of the role. I mean, council tax in itself is a, is a taxation that is, is required to be collected statutorily. It is. Local authorities set their, their taxes and, and we as a service collect them. And the collection of that tax is extremely important because it's what we use to provide key service funding for the, um, the the offers that we provide on behalf of the council. So there's a number of different things running alongside of that. So the taxation part is absolutely critical to the future of the council in delivering its key service requirements. But in doing so, collection is not something that, you, that, that we in particular can just pick up a phone and encourage payment. It requires a different thought process. And the best form of interaction for us is actually being able to engage with the customer. Letters going out, um, sorts of things like emails don't necessarily prompt the same response as what that conversation does that we have over a telephone call. It allows us to understand the circumstances of the individual, identify what the root cause is. Debt generally comes from other factors. It's not generally the root cause of the problem. There's normally something underlining. And that opportunity for that conversation allows us to delve a little bit deeper and find out if there's any additional support that we can provide. So that might mean by doing a welfare check, we can free up some disposable income for that particular resident, which then allows them to meet their council tax obligations. So financially, they are no worse off, but actually they're getting the right benefit entitlement but we're also sorting out the payment issues yeah. as well, which also supports the health and well-being of the resident because debt can be a significant contribution to the underlying health conditions of, of individuals. So our strategy is very clear in that we will take appropriate measures to ensure that we collect the um, income that's needed, but we do so under a welfare strategy, giving weight to the customer's circumstances and how they react to us because the right outcome is the engagement and the engagement then leads on to an opportunity to solve other issues that they may have. Yeah, it sounds like that early intervention, that early engagement, self-serving in things like collections, the, the, the more support you can give early on is going to pay dividends down the line. And it, it strikes me that obviously you're doing things a bit 
you're doing things a bit differently at Middlesbrough. And in our previous conversations, Jeanette, um, I know that it's almost trailblazing in that regard. How, how do you then, as an authority, go about introducing new technology solutions to support the, the residents and the business? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a relatively straightforward answer, to be fair. And that's the, the council as a whole is extremely ambitious in terms of where they want to get to with technology, um, service delivery, solutions, um, supporting residents. As a service, we hold, and, and again, probably, we hold customer services excellence and we've held that for a number of years. We deliver um, what is termed as elite customer services. So everything we do is geared around what we provide to, that, to, to the resident and how we can engage better, more tactically, and get some positive outcomes from those engagements. Letter dropping is not the solution for us. The solution is all around the engagement. So whatever we can do that will maximize the interaction opportunities, we we receive support wholeheartedly from the council in ensuring that um, the opportunities that we are presenting um, meet and we get approval to progress. So there's a, there's a very strong ambition to ensuring that the right technology is in place to deliver the right outcomes. That coupled with a um, flexible workforce, offices that are driven to do right by the resident, um, all of those things come together, provide for an ideal opportunity to um, strengthen the solutions that we, that we put forward. And this product has allowed us to encompass some of those principles and um, start to move forward with a, a solution almost that will show and demonstrate how, how we can actually get hold of a customer and talk to a customer without necessarily bombarding them with letters. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's widely um, agreed that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And you've absolutely encapsulated that by uh, thinking outside the box, looking to new technology, looking at new ways of engagement to drive those different um, positive engagement levels. And as we've tried um, engagement through Revs and Bens and seen some real success through that, what's next on the agenda? I know that in previous conversations we've talked about introducing the VoiceScape engagement product to things like car parks. Um, and that there's lots and lots of use cases for this solution. So your street strategic approach is, is one that I'm really interested in exploring a bit. How, how do you see the, the future of this and um, rolling out to the, the, the wider organisation? Well, as, a, as a, an opportunity, and I'm going to pass over to Mark here, but it, just to set the scene almost a little bit on this one, um, we, we have got a corporate approach to responding to this. So when we when we sought approval to progress with this, we didn't do it just for revenues and benefits. We did it as a council as a whole because we could see the potential that this product has. And I think what Mark will do is he'll walk through some of those examples to help understand where, where we believe that this can actually move toward um, in, in serving that purpose. Yeah, I think... I think going back to what Jeanette mentioned there about letter dropping, Pete, it's really about finding the combination of contact. And, and I know uh, some of your colleagues within VoiceGate have said there's so, so much more benefit you can get from combining your contact, whether it's a letter, a phone call, a text, a voicemail, other different contact. And, and we definitely want to explore that area in the future. I mean, we do want to further develop the pilot areas that we've already used, so council tax and uh, housing benefit overpayment collection. And we want to use VoiceGapes uh, at more points of the process. So perhaps in the future, our process might look like um, we, we, we would send the, the, the bill to the customer. It would be followed immediately by a VoiceGape interaction. So there'll be a, 
if you like, a text or a, or a call or a message to that customer. And hopefully at that point, the debt will be brought up to date. So we wouldn't have to obviously engage with the customer anymore after that for, for the purpose of collection. But, but, if they, but if they don't engage or if we don't collect, then following that, it might be that we send um, a reminder out, followed again by another VoiceScape interaction. A final notice followed again by another VoiceScape and interaction, and then even when we progress to summons, even that could be followed by a VoiceScape interaction. And each of those interactions will be unique to that part of the process. So the message that will be actually given the customer in terms of why we want to engage or the consequences of not engaging might be very, very different. I mean, we we, we can even look at other things within our process where, for instance, um, we regularly get customers where the direct debit fails, and for whatever reason we need to do something about that or we won't be able to collect any money from them. So it could very well be that we put in a process at the, on the back end of our direct debit failure report, which will it'll be able to immediately contact these customers and say, hey, your direct debit failed. Not sure what's happening. Can you contact us so we can get put this right? Um, I think what's interesting, some customers from our experience the panel have actually asked to be included on future monthly voicecape schedules. Um, they actually said that they liked the way they, we engaged with them. Now, we probably couldn't do that for all 60,000 plus of our council tax base. But for, if you think for many of the customers, perhaps um, perhaps the customers who like to engage us in face-to-face, well, our front of house is being closed and, and they can't pay cash like perhaps they used to do. So having something like this is just an easy way for them to, 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 to be able to um, be prompted to engage with us and, and, and pay whatever is due that month for council tax. And I think the other areas we really want to look at, we tried this a little bit around our council tax reduction. So this is where we were chasing customers um, to provide evidence to, in order that we could pay their council tax reduction onto their account and get their account correct. Um, we definitely would like to explore that a little bit more. But beyond this, we actually believe the technology works for any cash collection service uh, or even any engagement requirement. And we'll, we will look to expand, expand that further within our service. I mean, really, we, we've just... Um, we're just in the process of bringing most of the debt collection services within the council across into one service, residence and business support. And, and the challenge for us is really to see how many of those services can, can make full use of the VoiceScape technology. Fantastic. Thank you. I mean, I think that's one point that I really want to, to draw in on, Mark, and that was the, um, the satisfaction of the residents that you engaged with. So this is people that you've contacted about outstanding tax. And when they were asked how satisfied were they with the way that we engaged with them, it was an overwhelmingly positive response. I think about, on average, a score of 4.85 out of 5. So did that surprise you at all? It did. Um, so so, so we, we very much like to list our customers. Um, we were a bit nervous that this type of technology might not be their choice to engage. Um, having seen the engagement rates, which I'm sure we'll go on to talk about, we were we were delighted by that. But it was really important for us to hear what the customer said to us. And so we, we asked them three questions really about whether they liked the technology, whether they got the result of what they wanted. And and across all of the cost questions, we, we got 4.83, 4.85 and 4.88. Um, and, and that was really, really reassuring for us. And, and again, it, it helps us to know that going forward, this type of technology will be something that we'd like to use. Um, the one thing I would say about that, though, is, is obviously our biggest landlord in Middlesbrough, 13 Group, they already use this technology. And I think perhaps some of the things that I've talked about there, we're, we're kind of um, benefiting from some of the things that they did as Pioneer. Um, and, I, and I suspect going forward, other services within the council will benefit from from, from obviously working with us. And, and I suspect other councils around the country as they use it, 
as customers get used to this sort of approach, I think it will be something that's certainly welcomed by the majority. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you talked there, Mark, about the engagement rates, and it's probably an opportune time to explore how that's gone because we've got some initial results from um, the services that we've been running across the three areas that you've talked about. Um, do you want to share a bit of that with us for those that aren't familiar with VoiceScape and the collection service we provide? So you're talking really about where we, we use data to be able to help influence our, our future Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, I mean, we are a data-driven service. We always have been. And we always like to see really whether that we're getting a return on investment in terms of finance, in terms of improved service, in terms of, in this case, increased engagement. Um, we're, we're lucky in that we've got some talented, talented colleagues within the service who are very, very good at bringing together data. And certainly, Jeanette and I are very much data-minded in terms of our approach to to, to, to reviewing services. I think what's really good is the uh, we developed a hierarchy of success for, for this. And I, and I know you said, Pete, that this is something you hadn't seen with your other customers. And I think it's something that, you, that you've rolled out with some of your other customers. For us, we wanted to see what we were actually getting when the customer came through to us. If every customer came through to us and just said, well, I'm sorry I've engaged with you, but I can't or I won't pay, goodbye, see you later. That wouldn't really be what we were after. It'd be, you'd be saying you'd done your job and got the engagement. We wouldn't really have done our job and, <laughs> and actually achieved our goals. Yeah. So, so yeah, what, what we did is hierarchy of success really gave us um, a number of points. We, 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 we trapped it down to seven. The top one being, did, did the customer actually pay us on the day, which was our perfect solution, uh, payment in full on the day even. And it actually went down to payment, part payment, uh, brought their payments up to date, agreed an arrangement. And it actually went all the way down to, did we check their account? Was their account right? And and did we have some sort of commitment further further down the line to actually uh, make a payment? And and it wasn't just quantitative, it was also qualitative. So we were able to get some mixture, mixed amounts of feedback. But I think what was really, really good is, um, so, so we managed to achieve in the pilot for the council tax collection, a 59% engagement rate. And if you bear in mind that we'd done some, um, we'd done some trials of our own prior to VoiceGate, where we'd done a, an evening shift where staff would come work late and actually ring customers. And we actually only got um, a 3.7% engagement rate from that. And, 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 and honestly, the job of actually trying to call all these customers must have been just mind numbing for staff to be able to do that. We'd also tried the text approach where we texted a lot of our council taxpayers who, who, who were in default. And we actually only got a 5% approach. So, so getting, I mean, if we'd have got 30, we'd have been absolutely chuffed we got 59 and that was in the same area of what we'd seen some of your housing rents uh, customers and, and and in fact your housing rents as a consequence they could they, they could actually say well you may lose your property if you don't engage we didn't have that consequence so for us you know 59 percent was, was excellent and then in terms of collection we we, we collected around 46 47 thousand pound um, actually on the day of the contact which was which was fantastic um, and that increased so that throughout the whole project 16 weeks in total um, for council tax we collected 146,000 pound and uh, again that return on 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 if like the investment in, for us in in partnering with yourselves and in in, in putting the um the staff involved the staff involved onto the line was was well worth um, our investment and the time that we did we used to develop the product 
They're really impressive results, and I think especially given the, the wider um, pressures on you and your department, Mark, for, um, for grants that you were giving out at the time and supporting um, the government with, to actually collect £146,000 additional revenue in just 16 weeks is really impressive. But one thing that you did mention there, which I wanted to touch on, was I think the phrase you used was mind-numbing, and that's the, the, the activity of manually calling people, only to hit a voicemail for a phone not to be answered, to send a text message manually. And let's not forget now, your colleagues and staff, many of them working at home in a spare bedroom, in a kitchen, in a dining room, without the support and the camaraderie of the, the team around them. How have they adopted the, um, the VoiceScape tool now where they're just being linked to warm, complicit conversations with, with residents that want to, to pay their, their, their tax? I mean, the staff we've put on a line have really, really welcomed it. I think they were nervous about it in the early days. They were nervous that customers may not like that way of contacting but I, I guess if you look at it it's not no different to the way that we were trying to contact them when we were doing our evening trial we were calling them and and when we when we contacted them we were talking to them about the council tax now it's just a slightly different interface for them to get to that person so from a staff point of view the staff who've worked on voicecape they actually really welcomed it in in so much that they know that the customer's chosen to come on. They know that the customer knows it's about their council tax or their housing benefit overpayment or their council tax reduction. Um, and so they've chosen to have that engagement and the conversation is a much different sort of conversation. If you, if you were a council taxpayer in Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough Pete and we called you cold, one, it might not be convenient to you. Two, you might not want to talk about your council tax. Three, you might give us a hard time about contacting you. Um, this is the other way around. These people chose to come on the line with us. So our staff are actually saying they'd rather have the VoiceScape contact than the normal contact. Now, we can't get rid of the normal contact. We need that contact. There's lots of other reasons why we need to engage with customers. But the VoiceScape is a really, really nice alternative. In terms of feedback from staff, they're mental well-being from all of this is definitely improved when they're on when they're on the voicecape line in my opinion anyway and certainly in the opinion of those that i've spoken to as well and i think what fascinates me with well yeah, with, with that as well if i can just interject a little um we our staff potentially uh, well they do have cash collection amounts that they try to collect on a daily basis and the one thing that they do do is um that the members of staff that are on voicescape it's almost like the, the staff members that aren't on that it's like well i've got no chance today of collecting that amount of money because if you're on voicescape you can bring it in and if you're not you can't so we end up in a situation where if staff are trying to bolster the cash collection that, that they've got can I jump onto VoiceScape so I can increase my numbers? So it, it gives it gives a little bit of healthy competition with the team because they're desperately trying to maximise the amount of cash that they bring in. And this particular product that they use almost encourages them because they start to bring in more money. So it lifts their quota up a little bit. And that's quite interesting. Yeah. And I mean, you know what, to be, to be fair, sometimes trying to make fun out of a situation when you are trying to collect money, sometimes we've got to do that with the staff to lift them up a little bit. And this, yeah. this kind of helps because it also plays to the fact that they can see an outcome and they can see the amount of money that they're bringing in going up, which helps them because they're thinking wow i'm actually achieving something so it, it, it's a good it's a good outcome really for all yeah absolutely i mean it's a it's a high pressure results driven numbers game isn't it and um if voicecape can act a bit of a cheat code for you guys absolutely why wouldn't they want to use uh voicecape to help them have their conversations because that's what they're trained to do you know they're they were employed and they were trained to have their negotiation skills their empath empathetic skills um not to dial telephone numbers all day. Um, so, so some compelling results there, some, some 
huge impact immediately. How do you see the lifespan of the solution evolving within the local authority? Interestingly, I mean, when, when we first looked at this, as, as Max already alluded to, um, we saw it through one of our, um, one of the relationships that we have with our, our housing provider and that they were using it. And it kind of piqued an interest with us because they were seeing some really promising results. And to be fair, revenues and benefits, it's a, it's a hard market to crack when it comes to trying to get hold of customers um, if they're if they're naturally not wanting to forthcome, and I was quite sceptical, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Um, Martin was a strong um, Mark, sorry, was a strong advocate for this product, and at first I was a little bit sceptical because I thought, how on earth is this going to work? Because despite the fact that we've tried to reach out to customers on varying different um, opportunities, different ways, it's not always a successful result. So we went forward with this on the basis that it's okay well we'll try let's see how it goes and hopefully we'll see some promising results I think the outcome was was very different to what we had expected it was more than what we'd hoped and it was better than what we ever expected because the results on the interaction were significantly higher than what we'd ever thought and that kind of got us thinking around well if you can adapt this product to the revenues and benefits community where else can we take this and part of the service, the centralised offering, we have other services that have the same sort of client group, the same sort of interaction points. And it became very clear very quickly that we could utilise this product more extensively across the organisation. And as we've said, that might be about outbound calling, reducing the amount of um, effort from the advisors so they can spend um, time doing other things. Um, the solution that this particular solution would complement our online solution as well. So where appropriate to do so, we provide an online um, opportunity for customers to engage with the service. But in a lot of instances, customers prefer to talk to somebody. And we've grown or we've come very quickly to recognising and realising that self-serve, whilst it may be a cheaper option, isn't necessarily the right option for some of our customers. So this allows us to put that additional level of support and interaction in place to help with those customers. Um, and it cuts out some of the manual intervention that we've got to do as well, which means that we've freed up some time in order to be able to engage with customers on a more granular level, which is definitely um, somewhere where we want to get toward. It's flexible um, in terms of Ordinarily with a product, you buy an off-the-shelf product and if you want to get some element of bespoke, you do need to pay a premium for that bespoke element. This is a little bit different because we can tailor it and refine it and it's not necessarily pushing the cost of the product up, which gives us a great amount of flexibility, which means that we don't have to apply a one-size-fits-all one shoe approach. We can start to be a little bit more strategical in where that we deploy a product like this, which is a definite a definite win-win opportunity because our model is more around having a different approach based on different ward areas. So we know that people in one ward area might respond differently to somebody in, say, another ward area. So why would we have one approach when they react differently? So that allows us to give us that level of flexibility, which fits significantly with our strategy. It's not... Um, it's not a product that that takes a great deal of effort introducing either. I mean, normally when you when when you put in a new technology, you can have action plans and project plans as long as your arm. 
this was relatively straightforward to deploy, which was pleasing because obviously we're under an awful lot of pressure and time is very important to us. And the fact that we could do this very quickly and very easily also helped us. And the simple fact that we can move the product around between different disciplines gives us a lot more opportunity. It almost makes the product um, to the point that I can't see its limitations at the moment because we can use it for things like outbound calling. We could do um, like surveys. If we wanted to do a single person discount review, for instance, we could use it as a product for that. So it has an awful lot of potential. And I think some of that potential is still yet to be identified. So I'm looking forward to seeing where we where we take this, to be fair. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, it sounds like we won you over, Jeanette. I know, you know, there was a level of scepticism early on. And I think the, to the extent with which Middlesbrough Council have become advocates of our um, service is incredibly gratifying, somewhat unforeseen, to be honest. And it's, it's fantastic to work with such a, a trailblazing, innovative, forward-thinking authority. But I guess largely that's based on the ability of the, the flexible voice gate collection service to um, see opportunities within the authority, design and evolve the product to the changing needs of the authority? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, we're, we're advocates um, really because the product's given us the outcomes that we want to see. If it didn't, um, we'd probably be having um, different sorts of conversations. But the simple fact is, is credit where credit's due, where the product delivers and we can see the benefit and the added value and the opportunity to grow it, then there's definitely a place for us to be able to um, influence how that how that works and how we embed that in an organisation such as Middlesbrough Council. The solution itself, um, I think it, it requires local authorities to have a strategy to underline it. It's not a product that you can just do and it'll take care of itself. There's a little bit more to it than that. So I would say for somebody that's looking to embark on this, have an idea in your head as to what you're trying to do, where you would get best results from this as initial um, approach with the opportunity to then grow that into a wider concept. But that said, um, the the solution is, it's quite sympathetic if, if that's the right word. And I mean that in terms of we can take varying different approaches with different client groups and that the, the way that the product has been set up allows us to be multi-dimensional when it comes to interaction which is quite unusual and and, and that to me is is a really really positive um result of a product such as this because we can influence what happens we can make changes we can refine it and it's really great from that perspective I'm not sure whether Mark's got anything he wants to add at this point. Of yeah, I think, I think Pete, one of the reasons from an operational point why we're advocates of it now, um, so from, from some of our staff over the years have said, get them on the phone and I'll collect from them. Uh, you know, I'm able to collect, but I just can't get hold of the customer. Your product does that for us. And we've proven by getting them on the phone that we did collect. You know, going back to the numbers, 6% of people who we, we engage with, we, we actually paid their council tax in full on that day. Um, we already collect um, 98 to 99% of our business rates charge. Um, council tax is the area where we just haven't been able to engage over the years. We haven't been able to get the people on the phone at the right time and, and able to have, have that conversation. This really does what we really wanted it to do. And really, just going back to those numbers, we only put 2,000 accounts through this, 2,000 usable phone numbers, and we've got a council tax base of over 60,000. So if you think collecting £146,000 in 16 weeks across you know, 2,000 of our charge payers, 
when you roll those numbers up, and, I, and I'm not naive enough to think that all of our success will, will will be those sort of numbers because, you know, perhaps we're going to start getting to people who owe less of a debt or have only defaulted just the occasional time. But it really, really does make a compelling business case for us to, to roll VoiceScape in much more within our service and use it more, which goes back to what I said at the start about bringing it in at different aspects of the, of, of the process so that we're able to really engage with our customers at any point in time that we choose. Yeah, absolutely. It goes back to the point I made earlier that, you know, your, your staff were employed and they're trained and they're passionate about having those productive, value-added conversations. And we're simply facilitating more of those more effectively, more efficiently for them. So it's great to see these results. They, they really are compelling. Um, but Mark, tell me a bit more about some of the initial challenges that you faced, you know, why you looked at Voicecape in the start um, for the, the initial period and the results, engagement levels, things like that. Yeah. I mean, the actual introduction came from a, a one-line conversation in a meeting that a colleague of mine, uh, he won't mind me mentioning him, Martin, um, Martin Barker, he he was at a meeting with 13 Group and um, they talked about this incredible piece of software that was getting them 69% engagement with their customers and that they were able to collect the rent arrears. Um, we obviously thought, well, it's the same people who was council tax. So after a quick demo, we obviously I was speaking to, to yourself, Pete. Um, we were sceptical. We've touched on it a little bit before, but we, we didn't know if it would work in our arena. There was some work for us to do. We had to find a way of getting the data out of our system across to you, making sure that we were covered under things like data protection. We didn't pass you data that you weren't entitled to see. Mm -hmm. um, making sure mm -hmm. that we were able to give you accurate data. Um, the learning from that is very much that in the future, we want to be more accurate with our data. We want to make sure that when we're contacting customers for whatever reason, that data that we're going to use in the future with VoiceScape is going to be data that's up to date and accurate. And, and really, we just wanted to test it across a number of the different areas of, of our current service. So going back to what we said, council tax, housing benefit overpayment, collection and the likes. And um, I think what was really good, though, is is, is I was able to get a, 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 a quite a multi-talented project team. We had very early buy-in from our IT team who, who did, did excellent work for us to manage that interface between our systems and, and the VoiceScape solution. Um, we had our data guys in, as you know, who, who, who very much were going to monitor what we actually got from, from the actual trial. And, and it made my life project managing it, it relatively easy, although I didn't tell Jeanette that. I mean, I was telling her how, how difficult and how, how much time I had to spend on it. And, you know, um, but yeah, it, it, it made it much easier. And, and in the early days of it, the collection wasn't huge. And I think it was some of our customers getting used to that engagement and some of our data not being quite right. But we learned from that. And um it really, really did start to, to steamroll as we got further on in the pilot. And for us, um, we're just looking forward to seeing where it goes in the future. It's really, really uh, warming for us to, to see a trial that's gone so, so well. Um, just to pick up on that point, Mark, I think when we looked at this in terms of how effective it was in, in regards to cash collection, Mark was very ambitious initially with his marker as to how we would measure that. And that was who actually paid up front or in full at that point in time. Well, we all know with council tax and even business rates and other debts for that matter, very few pay at the first point of interaction. You get, you do get some that actually pay in full, but then you get some that actually need time to pay. And 
that underlines with our welfare strategy. Whereas if we can give them affordable arrangements that they can honour, they're more likely to pay. So what Mark started to then measure was, well, obviously those ones that have paid in full, fantastic, brilliant, but those ones that can't but have taken an opportunity to pay over a period of time, how much debt was involved in that and how much payments were we getting in on a monthly basis? And then that started to then develop how we measured how successful this was as a product because time is critical um, in terms of collection, but we work within a financial year. So it's how much cash we can bring in within that financial year, not necessarily on day one. So I think once we slightly tweaked the way that we were measuring it and looked at how actually the customers responded to that contact, i.e. some pay in full, some pay over a period of time, it might be four, five, six months. But ultimately, we were then able to see a pattern emerging. And what was really good is the ones that actually set the arrangements up continued to pay which was really good because when we did do the checks, we could see and then forecast whilst it might have only been initially £146,000 that we collected, what was actually wrapped up in arrangements was a far greater figure than what we collected. So it's not just yeah. about the immediate cash, it's around what you actually lock into an arrangement and how much you're going to get within the year. So I just wanted to make that point clear, Pete, because the £140,000 is only a point in time it's not the full year's effect yeah yeah and and that's really exciting i think given the initial success the advocacy those wider strategic goals and challenges i can't wait to see what the final collection figure at the end of this financial year is because i know that as an authority you've got some ambitious uh, collections targets and i you know and i know that how important voicecape is going to be in that journey so can't wait to um, for us to get back together and share with people how we've been able to support you in that in that wider strategy so um, thanks for sharing those results and i think it'd be great to um, ask Mark how you think that you might flex and adapt the product in future. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about how it'll fit into the different parts of the process, but we also, again, with our data-driven approach, we have analysis around um, some of our different wards and 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 actually how well they interfaced with the VoiceGate product. So we've got twenty wards in in, in Middlesbrough that we've analysed, and 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 it actually shows not only connection rate with VoiceGate, it shows collection rate with the actual um, with the actual service. And what we would like to do is vary the message, vary the consequence, vary the if it's sometimes the time of the contact, um, time of the month, time of the day. And and really we just want to really experiment and see what works best. Um, we'd also like to talk a little bit to 13 group and, and learn from them. They've they you know they've they've used the product with our customers. And if they've come up with any innovative ways of, of actually using the product, then, you know, we'd like to do a little bit of that too. Um, you know, we, we never want to borrow a trick or two. Uh, if, if something's worked for them with our customers, why wouldn't it work for us? So, so we're going to do a bit of benchmarking with them across the VoiceGate project, which might be the first. I don't know whether anyone's done that, Pete, but uh, we definitely would like to give it a go. Well, it's, it's actually one of the, um, the benefits of worked in, working in the sector that we do, the, the clients that we serve are registered social landlords and local authorities. It's a non-competitive environment. And what we find is that people are so willing to help, to share, to deliver best practice and share tips and tricks. So um, it would be the first where we have a, a local authority in the RSL in that area, sharing and benchmarking, because ultimately you, you, sh- you, 
you know, potentially trying to collect from the same purse. Um, but I think it's fascinating. And, you know, we do share regional best practice across our client base. And no doubt, lots of the RSLs be wanting to hear what Middlesbrough Council are doing so well. So I really look forward to, to doing that and introducing you to other of our, uh, our clients, Mark and Jeanette. Um, Thank you so much. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to, um, to chat with you both today. Um, really excited to continue our working relationship and um, see what success we can bring to Clever collaboratively moving forward. Thank you. Thank you.